How do you want to die? I want to die in a gunfight. So we just got the release of Die in a Gunfight and it's a familiar but still kind of entertaining story. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Brandon and this is Film Flare, where we discuss anything and everything that makes film and television great. So be sure to subscribe and let's talk about a great film. Dying a Gunfight is a modern day Romeo and Juliet story. You've got two families, the Rathcarts and the Gibbons, who have hated each other for generations as they each built their respective empires. And this particular story is what might have happened if their kids attempt at running away and suicide in the name of love didn't work out and they instead had to continue to live with and face their family for another 15 years before finding each other again. And to make it feel like even more of a Shakespearean play, we've got the voiceover by Billy Crudup as a narrator in this one. For generations, the Gibbon and Rathcart families had stood in staunch opposition to one another. One might even go as far as to call it a blood feud. And there's even a Mercutio. Now to go alongside the basics of this well-known tragedy, there's also subplots of corporate corruption, a jealous stalker, and a hitman set on revenge. All of which comes to a head as our main pair try to make their own happy ending. Alexandra Daddario and Diego Boneda star as our star-crossed lovers Mary Rathcart and Ben Gibbon. They're each the sole heir to their respective family's business, although neither of them have any sort of interest in it. Even more so, they disregard their parents' status, fortune, and generational feud, all in the name of love to be together despite their parents' best efforts to keep them apart. So I need to explain to you why this is unacceptable. Ended. I thought they made a nice pair on screen, but I do wish that rebellious rich kid wasn't the only characterization these two got. In fact, just about every character is one dimensional. There isn't much depth to any of them and almost everyone acts pretty much exactly how you would expect them to. With the notable exception of course being the hitman Wayne played by Travis Fimmel. What's the name of that painting you got there on the wall? Fuck you. Mm. Good night. To be honest, he wasn't all that necessary to the story other than to just throw a wrench in everybody else's plans. Something he admittedly did very well. He was the wild card who just kind of showed up when something excited needing to happen and he was the one responsible for like 80% of this action in this movie. Looks like man, you gotta dance. Then there was Justin Chatwin as Terrence Uberall, an employee of the Rathcart Corporation with an unrequited love for Mary, who's willing to go to extreme lengths to win her hand in marriage no matter how much she denies him. And while I did enjoy Justin's portrayal of this character as he becomes more and more unhinged throughout the movie, like the hitman, he just wasn't all that necessary to the story being told. And while he did add an interesting element to it all, the time we spent with him was just less time we could spend with our main characters. But the one person I did want to see more of was Wade Allen Marcus as McCool, Ben's charming and quick-witted best friend, the Mercutio in this story. Have you two been smoking dope? No. The movie only teases his backstory and how he became ingrained in this high life society he clearly doesn't belong in. And he's the one character I wanted to know more about throughout this whole thing. Maybe it's because he's the least like everyone he surrounds himself with, but he is the most intriguing to me. 
Now this film was written by Andrew Bearer and Gabriel Ferrari who have previously worked together on the Ant-Man and the Wasp and even have a couple more projects slated for the future. And while I don't hate what they were trying to do with the story, the execution was just lacking for me. It just felt pieced together and not as coherent as I think it could have been. It's a new take on a story everyone knows and I really wanted to like it but it just couldn't quite get there for me. But something I did like was the directing style of Colin Shifley. From the stylized animations in the beginning, to the bold lighting choices, to the great camera work. I really enjoyed the directing and the cinematography in this one all the way through. There's a lot that's familiar about this movie, and the extra that's added does make this particular story feel unique, but all of that also distracts from the core of the story as well. There was a lot this film was trying to do, and unfortunately, I just think it dropped the ball in a couple areas. And as a whole, I really wanted to like this movie going into it, but it just didn't do enough to really stand out. But what do you think of Die in a Gunfight? Let me know in the comments below. And while you're there, please do be sure to give this a like and go ahead and subscribe for more reviews like this. We've got new content coming out every Tuesdays and Fridays. But until next time, have a great day and don't forget to watch a great movie. Bye. Don't try to stop us. I'll protect you. For how long? For as long as you want me to. How about forever?